Welcome to the Dead Pixel Society podcast, the photo imaging industry's leading news source. Here's your host, Gary Peugeot. The Dead Pixel Society podcast is brought to you by Media Clip, Photo Finale, and Advertech Printing. Hello again and welcome to the Dead Pixel Society podcast. I'm your host, Gary Peugeot, and today we're joined by Benedict Greifenhofer, the CEO of Got Photo. He's coming to us from Berlin, Germany. Hello, Benedict. How are you today? Good. Thank you, Gary. Thanks for having me. Now, you've been on the podcast before, but what's news is your new role within the company, where you've assumed global leadership of the entire Got Photo organization. Can you talk about what that means for the people who are maybe familiar with you as the head of the U.S. operation? Sure. Um, it is actually, so as you said before, um, the past three years, I was really much, pretty much focused on the U.S. market and solely leading leading that part of the company. And as a company, we structured ourselves in three main business units because we, at some point we had to split it up because of just the, the growth that we received um, and also give it the local um, um, adoption that, that we needed in order to succeed properly. And that was actually dividing it in the European business unit, the US business unit, in our tech business unit that is actually building our product and serving both markets globally. And taking on the global leadership, as you just said, means that I'm not just overseeing uh, the US side, but as well the European and the tech business unit now. That, that explains it, I think, in short, quite well. <laughs> So you have to work twice as much because they're U.S. and Europe. And tech, so it makes it three times, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and just for the listeners who may have known Marcus Basalt, who was formerly CEO, he's now executive chairman, still with the company and doing more strategic things. Right. I mean, Marcus is not just was not just the CEO. He was also the founder of the company. And I think mm -hmm. uh, we can't, the whole industry should should be super thankful for what he's done, for what, what risks he took. And it's just amazing. Mm -hmm. And sure. I just quote him because I can't say that about myself, but he is always telling everyone and was also in the press release, a quote from him. He thinks it is a good move to, to bring me into this picture because he thinks now is the time that someone takes it from the stage where we are now to double, triple the company again. And he thinks this is better suited with me. And Marcus is taking on uh, more representation, financing rounds, and also uh, acquisitions, mergers and acquisitions that are ahead of ourselves. So let's talk a little bit about that growth because it's been an interesting couple of years oh, yes. in the school portrait industry and the volume industry. And yet you've, you've said you've experienced significant growth the last couple of years. Has that been driven more by the technology side or the market necessity for some of the offerings that Got Photo has that because of COVID, it's, it's made your solution more desirable. I believe it's the second point that, that you just raised. It's, it's a market change during COVID. I mean, there's, there's enough research out there like McKinsey or Deloitte. They also said like, okay, all this digitalization is just 10 years ahead now during COVID and due to COVID. And I think that that's what we right. experienced. Um, I believe we made mm -hmm. a really good move right before COVID, founding a lo local mm -hmm. subsidiary in the States, also hiring a lo local team, having people on the ground there. And that just gave us the foundation to really grow massively in the States as well, um, and not just mm -hmm. in Europe. And that was the key success. And I believe the market just needed the tools that we could provide to keep doing mm -hmm volume or school photography, how we knew it before. Yeah, that, that was the key, I would, would say. I agree to that. 
I've heard that before from other sectors of the industry where COVID to some extent was an accelerant yeah. to trends that were already happening. So what were the key elements that Got Photo offers that customers took advantage of that allowed them to do this? What, what was the key thing? When we started building the system, we always thought about, okay, how can we make it the most easiest with the least touch points for everyone involved? So not just the photographer, but also the schools, the parents, the kids, every everyone. Like there's no handing out of, of orders afterwards, right? When, when they are shipped, there's no order forms, nothing. All these touch points right. we wanted to, to eliminate because that means efficiency. Right. But that also means right. contactless and touchless, right? And that that was right. the key in the pandemic, I would say. We 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 to, we did that early on, and we always played the efficiency card. But now there came another aspect to the picture that we also wanted to not have <laughs> personal contact altogether because we didn't want right. to spread the virus. And that was right. actually the key. And I think we also came up with concepts that also supported that, not just within our platform, but also with processes for school photographers that are outside our platform the shoot itself posing um, actually how they how they could operate within uh, their company all that sort of stuff we just came up with tons of concepts marketing material how they can explain that to schools and end customers and all these things and i think that was kind of the key element to our success during these times when you say you triple did you triple the number of customers or triple one of volume going through the system or what does that tripling mean it's a volume through the system yeah it not always okay. reflects in the number of customers per se because the the size mm -hmm. of customers is just varying a lot that's still pretty impressive because you know the school photography market really isn't growing right i mean there's x number of students correct and it's usually the same number being photographed every year so you're you're getting that business from some somewhere else people who were on forms who have converted correct or things like that. Yeah, that's that's yeah, yeah. the the assumption is that the piece of of the whole pie of online sales is just growing and growing every year and I think we are not the only one experiencing this amazing right. growth. It's also the other competitors that we have and other people in the space. So let's talk a little bit about the marketing support that you mentioned earlier because mm -hmm. I think that's a key piece that's different compared to the way school photos were kind of marketed in the past. It was sort of a transaction where the volume photographer is out of the business, mm -hmm. right? They just provided the service, but the school really handed the interaction with the customer. And with a system like God Photo and others, the photographer can now communicate directly with the parent. Right. And you've got to provide marketing materials and all that. And like we were talking earlier before we started, during the holidays, you've actually got a little marketing promotion reminding people to use those pictures. Yeah, so I think the easiest way to explain that is we now with online sales, because we capture the data of the parents, we can now use that data, plus also the pictures, what we talk about in a second, but we can use that data to create more revenue with it and also more mm -hmm. experiences for the parents with it. So what we are, for example, working on as well is we're mainly working with one man or one woman shows that are actually running a business, a very successful school photography business themselves, but they also have other photography segments. So I can convert a parent, for example, from school photography over to my studio or to a family shoot or whatever that may be, because I have now the contact okay. details and can market to that. And what you're referring to mm -hmm. is, so that is one, one piece of the puzzle, right? The other piece is, we can now market the pictures again and again and again, because now Cyber Monday is coming up, which is for online sales, one of the main days of getting revenue in. So we just told our customers, right. hey, to support you guys, 
50% of all fees with God Photo, but please, you just get it if you send out a marketing campaign that says Cyber Monday in it. So we really wanted them to work with that. They have predefined campaigns. They can easily send them out to all their customers. And the feedback that you get from, from our customers is just amazing. I mean, some people did like $13,000, $14,000 doing that time right not just on the day itself also afterwards and this is this is amazing for a school photographer that's money that they didn't have before and it's not really it's work. Phone money right yeah it's not it's, and it's not right. work right it's just you send out the email right. and everything's rolling it and there that's that's just amazing for the industry and that's that's one of the advantages of online sales i would say that COVID also brought us further mm -hmm. into the output options for the parents, how have those changed over the last years? What do you mean with output options? <laughs> I mean, there, there, there's obviously digital downloads and yeah. things, but there's also hard goods. And, you know, have you seen any mix there with how people are using the pictures now that they may have had a season or two experiencing God mm -hmm. photo? Hey, I can now do all these other things with it. Actually not. So what we always experience in every market, but that's not, not just in the States, also in Europe, mm -hmm. is that the share of downloads is increasing every year. So every year, parents mm -hmm. are ordering more and more downloads. What is quite interesting right. is that during COVID, we actually started sending out questionnaires to end customers of what, what is the desire of buying the school picture? What are you doing with it? What is the purpose? Because we wanted to understand right. that and also allow our customers know what it is. Uh, it was a multiple choice answer, but you could answer multiple times. That's very important for the answers that I give now. 80% mm -hmm. um, of the people said it's a gift for uh, relatives for of people like right. grandparents or um, right. sister or uncles or whatever. Um, and then 68% said they use it to display at home. So these are the two main reasons that you get. And when you get mm -hmm. these, that means for me, hey, the prints and, and all these physical products will not go away. Although we see a larger share of downloads, right. it just means it's add-ons to the order because they will buy it to display it at home. They will buy it to, right. to make it a gift. And that's, that's also what we're seeing. Prints are still the dominant product that we mm -hmm. are selling. It's sort of like how in the consumer business, prints were the default medium. Yeah. Right. You had film processed. You're too young to remember film, but there was such a thing as film. And film was it. processed. And, 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 the, and the default delivery mechanism was a stack of prints. Yeah. And volume photography was the same way. And now with digital, you've got the option. But I've always been a strong believer that there is a market, an opportunity for physical that the physical isn't going to go away. It's just going to change. It's going to be different media. It's going to be a bunch of different things. That's interesting. So do you see any regional differences? So you're probably in the two biggest school markets on the planet in terms of adoption of these different approaches? You mean with online sales and offline sales? Or you mean with... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Actually not, no. It's, it's always that... So it's always a very slow... Um, conversion towards online sales in all markets. And the main uh, competition that we always say we have is actually the paper sales, which makes perfect sense. I mean, this is, and, and we totally understand that as well, right? I mean, this is the, the business that that is filling your fridge <laughs> that you work off or live <laughs> off, right? So if you just changed one of the most fundamental processes, and this is how your money comes in, you will think about that for a long time so it makes perfect sense that that takes time although it's the most logical reasons that we probably bring to the table it just takes time mm -hmm. to for for people to sometimes make that move because it's quite risky and i get it but no there's no regional difference we see that the longer we work on the market the more we can can support also the digitalization that's our mission that's what we want to do 
Um, so for example, in Germany, um, we have actually brought the development to a certain level. And I think there it is a bit more developed than in the States. But when we entered the market, there was not a real difference. And from the development, it's also not, not really different from each other. So you've got a whole tech piece. Like you said, you've got three pieces of the company. You've got North America, and then you've got Europe, and then you've got a tech piece. Mm -hmm. What is the tech piece of the company working on? It's just working on our product, basically. So what, what we always mm -hmm. wanted to, to make sure is that, that we can use the benefits mm -hmm. of the European market in the United States and the benefits of the United States market also in Europe. That means we want to be the company, and we're actually the only one who can do that, that shares knowledge that we gather in Europe to the States and vice mm -hmm. versa. And that is why we right. de decided for us that we just want to work with one product. And that is why we also mm -hmm. have this third business unit because they need to make sure that in both markets, everything is available at any given time. Mm -hmm. And this is, mm -hmm. this is what they are doing. They are building our platform. They are integrating our partners. They maintain everything and they make sure that photographers can have 24-7 orders coming in. That's what they do. It just seems like it's an unusual way to structure the company. That's all. I'm just thinking from a company structure standpoint, you're putting your technology platform on, basically on the same level as your go-to-market business units. Correct. Yeah, because they are, I mean, that's the heart of our company. This is what we, mm -hmm. we're doing every day, what makes us being able to do all the things that we do for the volume photography industry because we have this product. And that, that's why it gets this importance of like being standalone and being independent and decide where to go on the market based on the strategy that the company is setting. So for your customers, like you said, the, the one or two person operation who may do other kinds of photography during the mm -hmm. year, is there an opportunity to move kind of sideways into that market with your platform because of... You know, you, like you said, they're taking the, the kids' pictures and they're, and now they've got the contact with the parent and you've got a fairly robust CRM type environment there. And there's been a lot of activity in that market among other players developing those kind of platforms for photographers. So you're almost coming up against those other platforms. That is uh, very true. Um, I think, <laughs> <laughs> I think first of all, our platform is designed for volume photography. And that is, that is the key. I mean, we started out with like any photography type that you could think of as any business does in the beginning. We had like kind of a phase where we had to find our niche. Yeah, this this is what it is. Blue sky. Correct, right? blue sky. We, we bore the ocean, we do it. And, and then we narrowed it <laughs> down to uh, school photography or volume photography because sports is also in there and mm -hmm. dance schools and whatnot. And that was really successful for us. So we stick to it. So we just building features for mm -hmm. volume photography. However, if it, as you said, if you start having a CRM, if you start building a contact base, that gives you a lot of opportunities to do other things as well. So on our platform is also studio photography sometimes because one person has a studio as well and uses got photo for that. There is some family portraits on there. That happens every now and then, but it's not our main business. But yeah, this is right. where our but, customers... But it, well, it doesn't prevent you, but it doesn't prevent you from doing that Correct. either. It doesn't prevent It's certainly open to that type of thing, yeah. because I certainly think that's where, if you look at the type of business a volume photographer has, where they had a really, you know, previously the relationship was with the school, mm -hmm. right? And now it's becoming more and more with the parents. Correct. Now it's like, okay, what else can I do? you know, from how, from the photographer standpoint can to help with them. And like you said, they may not be their main photographer and they may not, you know, do their bar mitzvah or whatever, but for that, for that other picture they may need Correct. could be a great solution. 
first of all that and second of all and that's studies that are out there that are just publicly available everyone is saying the local businesses will be the champions of the COVID time why because in lockdowns and in crisis we turn to our local community a lot and mm -hmm. the local photographers the local brands that they build they are quite strong already and they can use exactly what you're just saying like launching into other photography types or doing picture sessions here and there this is building their brand locally and makes them so much stronger compared to giants in the industry that are not having this personal connection with customers right. and that's what they are looking for it is an interesting trend how COVID has reinforced in some ways family and community connections Correct. in some ways yeah And that's that's what we're experiencing as well. Like these these independent photographers, how we call them, or the geek photography, they are uh, photographers. They are also called sometimes. They are really like developing amazingly over the time, and and it's just crazy mm -hmm. how that's flourishing so much. And that's that's really great to see. Moving forward, now that we're in the 2022 world, what do you see moving forward as the opportunities and challenges that your company is going to be facing? Yeah. That's a very good question. Um, I mean, first of all, this year was quite tough taking on so much growth. That is always also a whole operation for us um, because <laughs> you you never know with the seasonality that volume photography has, it's always very hard to just take that in in the fall season, for example. But my team did an amazing job and I'm super happy about that. Looking forward, we want to really branch more into new solutions for the market that are not existing so far that make for mm -hmm. the work and the sales process of volume photographers a lot better and a lot more efficient. Um, we are currently looking and combining a prepay and a proofing sales into one sales method in order to just mm -hmm. combine the best of both worlds. In prepay, you always have a higher order rate and proofing you have higher order values. So we try to combine that together with efficient marketing mm -hmm. so that photographers even can, can generate more revenues and have just the best sales option that is out there. And that is actually, we don't have to talk about pre or post sale uh, or whatever that's, that's going to look like. They just combine it all together and we just have one process where you can always get the most revenue out. That's what we're looking into, looking into new sports solutions for photographers that makes their workflow more efficient, A lot of mm -hmm. partnerships will be announced in the next next years because I think the world got a lot more complex and we have to really work together in our industry to to serve um, the best yeah. to the photographers and and that's the main challenges that we are facing. We we really see like what is the next step for our industry in development so that it can just stay on top. So staying on top of that, that's that's quite a, a challenge because like you said, there is a lot of dynamics in play here. I was talking to a school photographer and he's talking of he's talking to homeschool associations, mm -hmm. right? So because how because you know that's a very growing segment here in the that. United States. Mm -hmm. So how do you photograph those students? Mm -hmm. Right. And it's it's just an interesting challenge that it's it's not at all a, a stodgy or complacent industry it's very dynamic yeah and i think these these developments you will have like not every year maybe like just popping up but over the time right i mean over cycles of five five years or ten years and it, the cycles will get shorter over time i mean this is what what we as human beings just were facing we were just developing quicker and quicker and quicker so we as a volume photography industry also have to start adapting faster and faster 
And COVID was actually kind of a shock. I think our industry never had to adapt so fast to something as it did in COVID. Right. And we right. proved to ourselves that we can do it. So now we have to actually work with that and make that better and better and better over the years. And that's what we want to help the industry with. And that's what we want to look at. Thank you so much, Benedict, for your time. And again, congratulations on your ascension to the upper levels of the Got Photo management sphere. And I look forward to seeing you soon at the uh, SPAC conference and hope you have a great 2022. Thank you, Gary. It was a pleasure as always. Thank you for listening to the Dead Pixel Society podcast. Read more great stories and sign up for the newsletter at www.thedeadpixelssociety.com.